0: So for instance, you would ask yourself, what task, if I achieved, would have the highest positive impact on my life? So you might have 30 or 40 things on your to-do list, but perhaps one or two of them would have a much higher impact than the other 28 or 38 combined. So that's how you know which ones to sort of set first and prioritize. What you can do is you can say, things are important to the degree to which they have consequences.
1: Welcome back for another episode of the Post Money Plan podcast. My name is Dallas Post, and I am your host for the show. My goal with the Post Money Plan is to liberate you from financial oppression and empower you to build selfless wealth. On the podcast, I explore all things personal finance, economics, and investing related. If you want to know more, you can find me at postmoneyplan.com or search the Post Money Plan in the iTunes podcast app or in Google Play. If you want to learn to save money without feeling like you're giving up your lifestyle and would benefit from a much more hands-on approach, you should sign up for my one-on-one financial coaching program at savepainfree.com. For a little while during the summer, I'm going to be replaying some highlight episodes that have done really well. I just want to repeat those for you as I'm gearing up my coaching program and working on my Invest Pain Free program. So I want to keep getting content out to you guys and uh, sharing good stuff with you, but also uh, get some new stuff out there as well.
2: We wanted to go over planning and goal setting, where we'll delve into the value of planning and setting goals, how to set goals, how to achieve goals, and what goals to set. So I have Jason Colwick on the show with me today. So welcome to the show, Jason. Thanks, Dallas, for having me. If you could just give a little intro on yourself.
0: Okay. Okay. So my name is Jason. I'm a uh, mechanical engineer in Houston, and I've been setting personal, financial and uh, professional goals almost my entire adult life, as well as uh, some sports goals when I was younger and even now. So I'm interested to delve into the world of goal setting. You know, New Year's is always one of my favorite times of the year because it allows people to reset and to start over. So I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on setting goals.
2: Yeah, there's a number of different strategies you can take and so we might actually differ on some of the strategies but let's go ahead and delve into it in terms of the value of planning and setting goals setting goals affects your behavior and your choices and effort and even your persistence in achieving a task and so i think it has a big impact on your behavior and what you actually end up doing so i definitely think it's valuable to set
0: goals in the first place So my thought is that when you're setting a goal, you're basically giving yourself a track to run on. If you don't have any goals or to-do lists, you're basically saying to yourself, I don't know where I'm going, so any road will get me there. You're allowing yourself... You're laying the path before you, kind of thing. Precisely. It's equivalent to basically saving time. So I've heard that every one minute in planning saves 10 in execution, which means basically when you set goals and you set to-do lists... You're essentially saving yourself time from being rudderless and floundering. I think what you
2: were getting at there about the track thing is that it's hard to achieve something that you haven't specified. If you haven't put the target in front of you, you don't really know what you're aiming at. I think that's what you were kind of alluding to. That's correct. Setting goals actually helps you achieve them in the first place. It's kind of a tautology, but if you don't have the goal, you don't know where you're headed. If you don't have the goals and you just vaguely wish to achieve something, hoping for success is kind of like hoping to achieve success randomly.
0: Well, I think what you're trying to say is this, Dallas. Uh, It's a very naive sort of way to walk through the world and just sort of wish everything good to fall upon you. A goal is a very specific task that if you achieve it will help you achieve those things, but in a very specific manner.
2: But then goals is when you put pen to paper and specify exactly what you're hoping to achieve.
0: Precisely. So I read this book recently. It was called Work the System by Sam Carpenter. And in it, he basically describes a way in which to set a strategic objective for your life, which is to define your moral code, which is basically at the core of your human psychology. What do you stand for? What are you all about? What are your values? And from that, you can set goals that are consistent with those values. So if you were to set a goal of owning a McDonald's franchise, for example, but you're not really into McDonald's, you think that maybe the food is unhealthy or it's not really contributing to society, then that wouldn't be consistent with your morals, So that would not be a good goal to set for yourself. So I think step one to setting goals, and this is more of a profound sort of statement, but is to first define your moral values, and then you can set your goals from that. And then as you said, put pen to paper and become more and more specific. You're essentially increasing the resolution based on the duration of the goal. So the reason I like New Year's so much is because you're able to set a resolution of one year for your goals, which is a nice enough time frame. It's short enough that it's not too far over the horizon, but it's long enough that it takes hours upon hours and months of planning and work to achieve. So a yearly goal is a really good resolution to have. But consider this, consider having or setting yearly goals and perhaps every month setting monthly goals. And then you could take it a step further and you could set weekly goals, perhaps every Sunday before every week you write down, okay, what do I want to achieve this week? And then you go down even farther and then you could theoretically do that for a day and say, okay, what do I want to achieve for today? So that's helped me a lot because setting your goals and your plans for your day and your week and your month and your year set up that way really gives you a track to run on. And it is something that has helped me a lot.
2: Yeah, I think there's definitely some logic to that. When it gets down to the shorter time frames, like a week or a day, I like to think of them as a to-do list exactly. because it seems more manageable and that you can just check things off the list and feel that progress. I would say over the last year, in just using to-do lists on a daily basis has done an immeasurable amount for my being able to achieve things because if left to my own devices I could be very scatterbrained and end up multitasking or jumping all over the place and, and not finishing tasks.
0: I don't think that's just you I think that's all humans in general I've noticed from myself and from a lot of people that I talk to you know they say idle hands are the devil's playthings but that's certainly true I mean if you're left to your own devices and you're just sitting at home watching Netflix all day your mind is going to wander. And that's why you need some discipline and you need to stay on track and stay focused.
2: And that's even more prevalent in today's internet bound society where you have all this information at your fingertips and then this advertising where like, Oh, click here. (laughs) And you get down all these tunnels, which have nothing to do with what you started with. So if you have these goals or to do lists, it kind of reorients you back to, Hey, this is actually what I wanted to achieve.
0: Well, there's another really cool quote that I heard recently, and this is what we were talking about, the difference between dreams and wishes. And that was, you've got to have a dream if you want to make a dream come true.
2: The big point to me is that achieving goals gives you a feeling of progress in life. It builds self-confidence and depending on what your goals are, ideally fulfillment and happiness. So I think it has huge measures of value.
0: I completely agree. I think it's beneficial to a human psychology to set goals and follow through on them and have a progress tracker set up.
2: Goals keep you oriented. It's very easy to get distracted and kind of wander through the woods. And goals are the path through the woods that keep you going to a destination. But anyway, we could move on to how to set goals. So Part of the overwhelming task of putting goals together can be, how do I design the goals so that it's something that's achievable, challenging, and achieves a purpose? So let's go ahead and start with that.
0: So my primary thought on how to set your goals is basically what difficulty level you want to set yourself at. So I heard somebody say once that you should achieve half of your goals. That's the level of difficulty that you should set for them. Okay. In other words, the, uh, the lo- on the lower end of the spectrum, you want the goals to be challenging so that you don't become bored. For instance, let's say if you were playing a five-year-old in ping-pong or something, it's not challenging at all. So that wouldn't be a very good goal to set to beat a five-year-old at ping-pong. But if you, on the flip side, tried to beat the world champion ping-pong player and you would become demotivated very quickly because it would be sort of too difficult. So what you want to do is you want to set a lower threshold and an upper threshold that one is slightly below your comfort zone or something that's realistic for you to actually achieve, but then the, the upper limit would be something that's slightly difficult.
2: Well, you want to set goals that are reasonably achievable and then very challenging so that in the end, you come up with an array of results
0: So the lower threshold is called challenging. You want to set your goals on the lower end such that they're challenging, but on the upper end, you want to set them so that they're achievable. So you want to be in between challenging and realistic whenever you set your goals. That's the litmus test of where to set them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with setting goals that motivate you and challenge you and that you find important and valuable. I'd actually say that you want to start first with identifying and prioritizing what is important to you so that the goals that you set, you don't want to just set random goals that you don't even care about in the first place. So by thinking about what your values are and what you actually find important, you can then prioritize what it is you're hoping to achieve.
0: Precisely. One thing that's helped me set goals is to decide what's important to me and will achieving this goal help me reach those ends. So for instance, you would ask yourself... What task, if I achieved, would have the highest positive impact on my life? So you might have 30 or 40 things on your to-do list, but perhaps one or two of them would have a much higher impact than the other 28 or 38 combined. So that's how you know which ones to sort of set first and prioritize. Mm -hmm. What you can do is you can say things are important to the degree to which they have consequences. So if you're considering doing certain things or setting certain goals which have certain results to them, which ones would have the greatest consequence in your life? So for instance, an important goal might be if you're a student in college and you're coming up on final exams, getting good grades and finishing out, perhaps it's your last semester in college, finishing that out and getting your college degree might be of the utmost importance because it has the utmost consequences to your life. If you had a goal to set a high score in a video game, for example, but that required hundreds of hours of practice and climbing the leaderboards or something like that. But consider the big picture. Maybe it has zero consequence. You achieve it and then nothing has changed in your life. You know off the bat that that might not be a very worthwhile goal to set for yourself. However, on the flip side... If you're a professional video gamer and it's something that brings you joy and have a realistic shot of becoming the world champion in some computer tournament or something, maybe that might be a good goal to set. Depends on your situation.
2: Yeah, it depends on on your values and what you're hoping to achieve. For a lot of people who are never going to pursue anything seriously with a video game, trying to get to the top of some leaderboard, in the end, it would have no meaning. But if someone is gonna do something with that, where they translate that into a career where they're actually being paid to do that, and then they're in turn entertaining people that are watching their videos online or something, then they're not only providing value for themselves, but they're providing value for others, and that actually meant something. So really, it's, it's a matter of a frame of reference one thing can be valuable to one person and then not valuable to the next person. So you really have to analyze what's important to you, what you value, and picking goals that have a purpose in what you're trying to achieve.
0: So I think if we could summarize how to set goals and how to determine what's important to you, the first step would be to start with analyzing your values, expressing to yourself what's important to you, and then selecting something that is consistent with those values that is both challenging but realistic.
2: Yeah, and just to give the converse of that, if you don't care or find it unimportant, it's likely that you're going to fail to put in the effort to achieve that goal. It's valuable just to acknowledge that goals take commitment, effort, and even sacrifice in the first place. Because just by acknowledging that, you realize that it takes effort. And if you don't know that going in, you might decide once the going gets tough to just give up. But if you know going in that a marathon takes tons of training, then you're more likely to make the progress and the effort to eventually get there.
0: I believe that's called acknowledging the grind. If you start out a goal and you understand that it's going to take X number of hours, perhaps hundreds or thousands of hours to achieve, and you acknowledge that right off the bat, that makes you more able to deal with potential hardships later on down the road.
2: This is pretty cliche, but a lot of times you hear people talk about SMART goals And there's definitely some merit to that. Smart referring to specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time sensitive. As we've been talking about, it's very important to set goals that have purpose. And so I would argue that that's the first foundation of designing goals. What Jason was referring to where you have goals, some are attainable, some are easily attainable, and some might not be attainable where you, you have that motivating factor. But you also need to make them specific because if they're very pie in the sky, intangible, you don't really know what to grasp for or don't really have that path through the woods thing that we were talking about. And then making them time-sensitive, so like Jason was saying about if it's a kind of a New Year's thing that you're setting for one year, you're making it time-bound. By having an end date, then you don't leave it open-ended and you kind of have that pressure to make it by a certain point in time because what can often be the case is with procrastination, you put it on the back burner and just let it go indefinitely.
0: And going back to the resolution thing, to me, setting goals around New Year's time for the year Those are your goals for the year. Anything less than that, the months and the weeks and the daily lists, those are to-do lists, as you mentioned. So what I like is the number 10 because it's a nice, even baseline number. So I like to set 10 personal goals for myself at the beginning of each new year, but then also set 10 goals for each month, 10 goals for each week, and then 10 goals for each day.
2: In the end, I think it comes down to making a plan and having a strategy. All right, so then just as a follow-on to how you set goals, then it kind of ties in with how you achieve goals. Setting goals in the right manner is the first step in achieving them, but then it's a follow through on execution. So I would say it's all about your mental state. If you mentally commit to achieve goals, if you have this cliche positive can-do attitude, That, to me, is actually very valuable because a lot of people will be self-limiting in their beliefs. And I believe that's the reason why people often fail to achieve things and not because of their actual circumstances and external conditions.
0: I agree with that. And uh, one example I can give about that would be The Cleveland Cavaliers. This might be a strange example, but remember the logo they used where they printed on all their shirts and it was in all their banners and stuff? I believe it was called All In and the entire city was basically All In and they committed uh, themselves to a goal. And then they won an NBA championship this past year, which was pretty inspirational to me.
2: That's a good example of that attitude. There's so many examples throughout history where it would seem like something was so unachievable or so unlikely, but someone had the attitude that they can do it and they persevered and they're not going to stop through anything and they achieved that goal. On the flip side of that, I think being a negative Nancy doesn't really help anyone and just makes you miserable. So if you just always say, oh, it can't be done or I'm I'm going to fail or it's miserable, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You make it so that way.
0: Well, in Dale Carnegie's famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, his, I think, chapter two was, or maybe it was even chapter one, Don't Criticize, Condemn, or Complain. So if you're uh, looking at other people's goals and you're condemning them or you're complaining about your own situation, that's truly not helpful. There's almost never any circumstance which doing one of those three things is ever helpful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Really, it comes down to the psychology of motivation, where you need to train your mind to think about things in a certain way because perception affects reality. And if you frame your perception of things in a positive manner, you'll start seeing things turn out more positively. I don't want that to sound new age in any way, but a lot of reality is affected by the way you perceive things and then act on those things. So just to go back over that, the starting point in how to achieve your goals is to cultivate a positive mental state. And then to follow on from that is to make sure that you um, go about setting goals in the right manner, which is what we previously talked about. Following on from that, write your goals down, print them out, put them somewhere visible, check up on them routinely so that you have self-accountability. And that way, if you have it in front of you tangibly where you're looking at it on a, a routine basis you're much more likely to keep it in mind, not to forget about it or put it aside when the going gets tough. It's in your face and you see it.
0: Well, on that note, I heard a story of Jerry Seinfeld having a calendar in his home office when he was first starting out as a comedian. And he set a personal goal for himself to write, maybe it was 10 or maybe it was 100 jokes a day. And if he achieved it, he would put a big red X on the calendar for the certain day. And his entire goal was to not break the chain of X's. So every day he would do this and he would X out more and more days on his calendar and it would just grow and grow. And because it was visible and it was in his face every day, he was motivated to continue doing it because he had visual tactile feedback. So a similar example for somebody who might be working out for the new year would be, you know, I'm going to work out for one hour a day. And as soon as I'm finished, I'm going to paste a big calendar on my home office and I'm going to draw a big red X on it. And my goal is to get to 365 red X's in a row.
2: Not only having self accountability where you're you're keeping track of your own things. Telling someone has a big value because it creates that external form of accountability. And if they follow up with you, then that motivates you even further. Because if you know someone's going to ask you, did you make it to the gym this week? That motivates you more to say, I want to be able to tell them, yes, I did make it. Another thought that I have is that breaking tasks or goals into subtasks or sub goals makes them more digestible. It's like chewing your food. You break it into smaller bits, and then your stomach can handle it more easily. In the same way, goals, you can have a big goal, but if you break it into the tasks to get there, and that makes it more of a step-by-step process that you can feel progress along the path, and it's more manageable over time.
0: Well, that reminds me of a story I heard once called The Mountain, which goes something like this. Picture a mountain and it's enshrouded by clouds and you can't see the summit. You don't know how tall this mountain is, but what you do know is that at the top sits your goal or your destiny. So what's important to do for you is to, every day, make sure that you're taking small steps up the mountain. Perhaps it's only a small amount one day, perhaps it's a large amount the other day, but nonetheless you're making progress higher and higher each day. So what you want to do is you want to make small, manageable progress higher and higher. And eventually you find yourself very high up, perhaps not at the summit. Maybe you'll never reach the summit. I have a story of a track and field athlete called Ashton Eaton. He was a wonderful decathlete, still is. He went to the University of Oregon and he broke the world record in the decathlon at the 2012 Olympic trials. And he went on to win the Olympics in 2012 and 2016 and a myriad of other world championships and records and that kind of thing. And I believe in his most recent gold medal interview, uh, the interviewer was asking him, Ashton, you've won two Olympic gold medals, you've won all the indoor world championships, you have broken all the world records, what's next for you? What are you doing? Like, what are your goals? And... Ashton said, I don't really set goals anymore. I've achieved more than I ever thought could be possible in my career, and I'm eternally grateful for that. But every day, I just make sure that I'm making progress. Every day, I'm improving. Every day, I'm challenging myself, and I'm moving up that mountain a little bit higher. I don't know how high the summit is. I don't know how many points I can score or how many records I can break. But I do know that every day that I make progress higher up is a day that's improving myself and my athletic career.
2: The last couple of things I was going to say there is that I think it's worth having a sense of urgency because otherwise your nature to procrastinate, I can completely identify with this, is the more time you think you have for something, the more that you're willing to just put it off further and wait till it gets closer to the time where you're required to do it.
0: That's called Parkinson's law, which essentially says a task will swell in perceived importance to the time allotted it which is not an accident. That's why people, when they're budgeting, they basically spend exactly what their paycheck is because their income sets the level of spending. So you raise the income, you raise the spending, you raise the income, you raise the spending.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I can definitely identify with that in my life in terms of time management. So I think cultivating that sense of urgency is important to avoid that procrastination nature. And then lastly, I would say that tracking your progress helps a lot because then you you see where you're going, you see if you're staying on the path down the woods or if you're straying. I don't think you should get frustrated with only partial progress, but it, it just tells you that you should recommit yourself and continue to try and then even try harder.
0: Well, that's called the plateau. So everybody hits a plateau when they're building skills or achieving goals professionally personally. Every time you hit the plateau, that's, that's okay. It's not cause to get frustrated. What you need to have is patience and understand that this too shall pass and eventually you won't be on a plateau anymore and you'll be heading upwards and forwards again. Yeah.
2: It's psychologically motivating if you reward yourself for progress or success along the way, but you should adjust your goals if you need to based on new information that you have from the time that you set the goal. If it's completely unrealistic because you didn't have enough information in the first place, maybe revise it down. If it's not challenging enough, maybe revise it up. Adapting the goals with new information is worthwhile. And then getting feedback from others can be helpful just because an outside opinion, they might realize something that you don't or see something that could help you improve that you don't.
0: So let's get more specific, Dallas. Let's talk about what goals to set.
2: So getting specific, the way I like to think of it is to make big goals and small goals. The small ones will help you feel progress. The big ones will help you to push yourself. We've kind of already said that before. But then since Post Money Plan, we're talking about financial education. Let's get into a little bit on financial goals and what people can be thinking about this year in 2017. If 2016, you've been struggling with having money in the bank where you feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck, there's a number of different things you can be thinking about. You might want to set some kind of overarching objective to increase your income or pay down your debt or spend less and save more or build an emergency fund or build a budget and abide by it or prepare for a big purchase. These are a number of goals which you might want to set for this year or well, actually, I should say objectives because with the goals, you want to be more specific. One of the most common ones that I hear and and what people will say is to spend less and save more. The good news is I think that it's something that's very manageable and that is within your control. So if you commit yourself to some of the principles that we've been espousing, spending less and saving more is achievable. For people to just get a flavor of some goals, I'll go ahead and share my personal financial goals for 2017 to be very specific in terms of referring to the post-money plan. I have a goal where I want to grow post-money plan readership by 10% a month on visitors to the website. I would like to take on some co-founders or partners within six months And my biggest goal for the post money plan this year is to raise $500,000 in funding to expand the company, to bring on employees, to put out more content and be reaching out to people and to be sitting down one on one with people and going over their finances and developing community outreach, basically expanding the business. That's the big goal that I have for the post money plan this year. Then in terms of personal finances, I intend to live on less than $33,000 in 2017, and I hope to gain 20% on my investments in my portfolio. Anyway, those are just some of my personal goals to share with the audience and then to hold myself accountable so that I can come back and listen to this in 6 to 12 months and see where I'm at and see if I'm keeping up with what I've set for myself for 2017.
0: I think we would both agree that setting goals is healthy psychologically and spiritually and mentally. It's a very good thing to have purpose in one's life. So it was interesting to hear some of your thoughts on how to set goals and why they're important.
2: In summary, just what we've covered, we've established the value of planning and setting goals. We've given you a little flavor of how to set the goals in the first place. Then we've touched on how you can go about achieving those goals. And then finally, we covered being more specific about what goals to set.
0: The important first step in goal setting is to define one's morals and value system so that the goals that you set are consistent with those values and achieving those would have the highest positive impact on your life. So in other words, setting your values, prioritizing what's important to you, defining your goals in a positive psychological manner that's both motivational but also challenging. Getting really, really specific on what your goals are, and then making concrete plans throughout the year to achieve those goals.
2: Having the goals tangible where you print them out and you have them where you see them on a constant basis, that'll keep you on target and hold yourself accountable and more likely to achieve your results in the end. So that pretty much summarizes what we were going over. We hope that gives you a building block for planning and setting goals for 2017 and gives you motivation for making progress on your financial goals in 2017. We'll catch you next time on another episode of the Post Money Plan podcast.